your friend wants to learn about your favorite band. They'd never ever heard of them before. You want to show what the band is all about. So you put together a playlist. But there is a catch. You only get to play five, five essential, essential tracks. tracks. I'm Ben. I'm Joel. I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. And these are the five essential tracks for Tom Petty. Welcome back to Five Essential Tracks. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my usual group of co-hosts to talk to you about one of our very favorite artists, the late and very great Tom Petty. So I want to go around the table here real quick as a way of introducing and have everybody say hello and tell us what your qualification is for talking about Tom Petty. Let's start with Joel this time. Welcome, Joel. Hello. I don't really have too much to say other than uh, a lifelong Tom Petty fan, as are the rest of you. I never saw Tom Petty live, which is a great travesty and a transgression to the music industry. But alas, (laughs) uh, I enjoy his music and I enjoy his live music, even if I never saw it, because it's all over the Internet and is well worth exploring if you haven't. So that's those are my qualifications. All right. And up next is Canadian Ben. Yeah, the same. I've uh, been a lifelong fan. Got to see him four times, uh, all with the Heartbreakers. And uh, the fourth time, uh, I wasn't I wasn't going to go. I had some other things that I needed to do. And a friend of mine talked me into it and said, you know, there's going to be a last time you see Tom Petty. And I said, you know, that's a good point. And three months later, he was dead. Mm. So I'm so happy I went then. I'm so happy I went every time. He's undoubtedly one of my favorite artists. Um, definitely one of the artists I listen to the most. And um, I'm excited for the episode. All right. And Jacob? Well, I have to agree with with what uh, Waco Joel and Canadian Ben said. I am not necessarily a lifelong fan, although I was likely aware of Tom Petty slash Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They're big tracks like American Girl, A Refugee. But I was introduced to it uh, by by way of Josh uh, through Sarah, who um, much of the music that I have come to love and some of the music of which I'm the biggest fan um, came from Sarah and from Josh. And uh, Tom Petty was one of those. And for probably nearly 15 years now, I've been uh, just devouring uh, the music, and I, luckily I was able to see them once. Uh, it was with Josh and Robin and Sarah as well. When was that, Josh? Was it 2018? No, no, it was... Um, we're going to have to go back probably to about No, 14. we weren't married yet. We weren't married yet, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I would have to... I'd have to look it up, but I'm going we'll to say it's about 14. But uh, just once. But uh, it was it was a great experience to be able to just be in the room Um yeah, just as just as uh, y'all have said, he is one of my all-time favorite artists, uh, along with the Beatles and along with Seely Dan. Those three, I would say, make up the you know the the foundation of all the music that I love. So I am also really excited to to be able to talk about Tom Petty on a podcast for the second time. We have done it once before 
we went over along with Joel, me and Josh and Joel went over uh, some deep cuts from Tom Petty. And so, like I said, happy to be here to discuss him again. Dad, um, before it, you go and and give your qualifications, I want to ask if we could all, uh, after you finish with you starting, go around and say our favorite Tom Petty or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album. Just for oh, okay. fun. I don't know if I could do that. Well, you have yeah. some time to think. Get thinking. That, that's right. It'll be difficult. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that concert Jacob referenced was in 2014, September September 26th that at the off. American Airlines Center. And and Steve Winwood was the opener. It was a great show. Oh, that's show. right. Yes, it was. Yeah, it really, was really opener. great. Another um, person featured on, on Seth's in the Triple Threats episode, Steve. That's true. I'm a that's big true. fan and, of his. And we'll use this uh, time for cross-promotion. If you like Tom Petty and haven't listened to somebody else's favorite songs, Deep Petty, um, it's actually one of my favorite episodes uh, that, that we have done over at somebody else's favorite songs. Um, but this will be a, a shorter form thing, uh, our usual format for selecting five essential tracks. I technically am not a lifelong Tom Petty fan because I did not uh, learn who Tom Petty was until 1988 when I was 13 years old. And I was devouring the Beatles catalog at that time and was listening mostly to the Beatles. And along comes George Harrison with a new project with a band called the Traveling Wilburys. And that was my introduction to Tom Petty, which quickly, um, in, in rapid succession, led me to something that was released around the same time, the album Full Moon Fever, which I guess if I absolutely had to say my favorite Tom Petty album, it would probably be Full Moon Fever. Um, but uh, Wildflowers would be a close second. Incidentally, both uh, solo albums uh, from, from Tom Petty, although both feature heavily the, the heartbreakers. Uh, I saw Tom Petty seven times and it was not nearly enough. Uh, I'm the most memorable time probably was in December of 1992 on the end of the great wide open tour. That was what I refer to as my first rock and roll concert. And it was absolutely wonderful. They played mostly songs from Full Moon Fever and Into the Great Wide Open, which was great because those were the two albums I knew at the time. And from from there, uh, Tom Petty has been, uh, it, it's, it's cliched, but it's the truth, the soundtrack to my life. Every, every Petty release seemed to coincide with a major life event. And so while, while I agree exactly with what Jacob said, the Beatles, Steely Dan and Tom Petty, probably my three favorite bands. Um, but the one that's the most personal for me is definitely Tom Petty. So I'm excited about this. So my album vote is going to be full moon fever. Joel, what's yours? So I don't think this is his best album, but it's my personal favorite. I love every track on the album. It's into the great wide open. You mentioned it. That's my personal favorite Petty album. Awesome. Ben. I think I'm going to go with Wildflowers. Um, came out in 94. I believe the tour was in 95. First time that I saw Petty. And perhaps just because of the time of my life that, that it came out. Um, I mean, I was fully aware of Petty being Josh five years your junior. You know, I listened to what you listened to. So I yeah. was eight years old when, when I started listening to Petty. Um, but that album came out. You know, I was just uh, entering high school and 
it certainly wasn't the rebellious uh, music that that a teenager would would go to uh, at the time. That that would probably be, um, you know, some of the grunge or even some of the rap out at the time. But um, I kind of felt like, you know, let's get to the point. <laughs> Let's roll another joint. <laughs> that really spoke to the rebellious side of a teenager. <laughs> that, that really spoke to you, eh? <laughs> even though I, I was neither getting to the point or rolling another joint at the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I thought that was that was just the coolest coolest lyric and the coolest song I had ever heard. When the, the first time I, I I heard, you don't know how it feels. So um, a worthy choice for sure. Wildflowers is I, mine for sure. I'm pretty sure the first time I heard "You Don't Know How It Feels" was when it was debuted on uh, Letterman, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, same, uh, just so very cool. And that that concert you're referencing was in April of '95. It was a month before I got married, and it was a completely different experience from what I had seen uh, just just uh, basically two and a half years earlier. Um, Tom now had the beard and the corduroy jacket, and uh, off we went. It was great. Um, Jacob, you've had some time to think. Oh, Ben. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I remember that performance that you're talking about in Letterman. And I, and I thought, can, can you say that? Can you, can this song, can you actually say that on the radio? Can you perform this? It was so bad. It was so, it's a, just, just one of many petty moments where you just kind of stretched the, uh, the envelope a little bit and it did something that you weren't expecting, but. Jacob, over to you. This is a tough thing for me to to think about, even in the very short amount of time that has been given to me. I guess if you're putting a gun to my head, then I'm going to say probably Wildflowers, just because it has the greatest number of songs that that I really are, that are very memorable to me and that I love to listen to over and over again. Whether that's you don't know how it feels or the song Wildflowers or. Um, just any of those really. Now I could probably give you two or three other ones that I'm very partial to like echo or heart promises or even uh, Southern accents. I'm, I'm just really, I'm really a fan of the whole thing. The heartbreakers, um, Tom Petty, and the heartbreakers and Tom Petty. There's something to like even up to the heartbreakers last album from 2018, but I guess overall wildflowers. All right. So, that gives us a good pl uh, place to start, and we're going to jump right in and see if we can't give you five essential tracks from Tom Petty. And I think we, you, you already know that we'll be considering both um, Heartbreakers tracks and Tom Petty solo tracks um, as part of this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out there first, and uh, I'm I'm going to suggest what I think is the best song Tom Petty ever wrote. And maybe the best recording, I think it's the absolute top of the heap. And that song is from the album Hard Promises, and it is called The Waiting. Oh, I love mm. that one. I love that song. I love that song. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to yell all night The Waiting. Must you? I must. I, you know, explain yourself. The waiting didn't chart at all. That doesn't necessarily was it, matter. Was it released no, as a single? 
Well, that's a reasonable question, I guess. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is it it has absolutely everything. It's well written. It's got the Rickenbackers. It's got twelve string riff. Yep. It, it's 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 everything. I, I think it's the best song he ever wrote. You know, well, I don't one, think you've ever. I don't. I don't guess I've ever heard you say that before. But I certainly am not going to readily disagree with you. I have always loved that song. But you're I, right. It does have everything. It it does. I'm still going to yellow light it <laughs> because I think journalist- there's some automatic. There's some automatic greens that we should get get over with first. Maybe maybe not as automatic as you think. A couple of them. Apparently, I thought this was one of them. Ben? Uh, well, as one journalist put it, it's the turn, turn, turn of the 80s. I think uh, that's a pretty powerful statement. Huh. That's pretty cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And yet, we are yellow. Okay, Joel? Oh, was Jacob going to vote on that? He must vote. We must no, have official votes. No, I don't think we need to have all of us yes. yellow light something. We we well, can, but we don't have to. Well, where, where are you going to yellow light it, Jacob? I don't need to. You've already done it, it so I, no, don't, I don't have and to the, declare. And, and just the last episode, you did the same thing to Dad when you made him vote, despite there already being an <laughs> earlier yellow. So you are not off the hook. I, you must I vote. I don't recall. I don't well, recall. What's your, what are y'all's lights? Let's just throw it out there. Oh, so we're doing this every, we're going to do this every time now. Absolutely. Okay. uh, Then just like, it doesn't even matter since Joel already did it, then I'm going to yellow light as well. Well, Well, the question is, are you green? Would you green light it? That's really the only question. Yeah. Cause then, cause then if you green light it, then I would be the only person that would need to change their vote later on. Yeah. But what does Ben say? (laughs) It is definitely a green light for me. Okay. I I don't feel the need to be so declarative. As much as I love that song, it was not one that I thought of. Just because the same thing with the Beatles, I thought we would need to get something that kind of takes the whole spectrum, you know, from the 70s on. So I'm going to yellow light it for now. Okay, well, there you go. All right, yellow light. I'm going to throw out um, an obvious green light. Wasn't his biggest chart hit. However, I think it is the one that has endured the longest and will probably endure forever all over pop culture. That's free fallen released in November of 89 off of full moon fever covered by countless people all over the place. Free fallen. That's my first offering. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a song that, you know, it's not a skip for me, but it's certainly not something I seek out because I've, I've heard it so many times. Agreed. It's, it's everywhere in pop culture. Um, it's probably the song if somebody says, do you like Tom Petty? And yeah, what's your favorite song? Oh, Free Fallen. Oh, of course it is. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, I I think it's probably the number one easiest green light with, with uh, when you're discussing Petty. Well, like I said, it was the second biggest hit. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, spent 21 weeks on the chart, so. Well, it's it, also it's also Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, well, okay. No, sorry. Under no, so, Tom Petty. Yeah, under Tom uh, Petty. It is, it is the most streamed song um, by far on Spotify. Uh, 530 million. The next, the second one is I Won't Back Down with 269 million. So that's a pretty big margin, it being number one. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I, a great example of the 
of the heartland rock that that Tom Petty often gets uh, put into, um, which sometimes is a little limiting. But it's really just him and Jeff Lynn, and the story is great. Story, the is, story great. is great about how playing that be. little riff, and he's just do Jeff Lynn's like do something with that, and so he just starts throwing out. He's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus, America too. He's like, that's it. That's the song. Um, I will say this. Uh, I agree with what Ben said. Um, probably not one of my favorites, but I will also add that seven times I saw Tom Petty and seven times the entire crowd sang Free Fallen together, and it was fantastic yeah. every time. It's, it's a an green enduring light. song. Yeah, It's a green light for me. Okay, well, there you go. Jacob, did you actually? You didn't officially vote, did you? You know, I just don't. This is an automatic skip for me. This song at this point, it is it just. I just. I don't know that I particularly even like it anymore. Um, outside of because I've just heard it so much. You see, I you need agree. to give it the strawberry fields treatment that I had to do in the last episode, and you need to go listen again because you probably haven't heard it in a long time, and it, it might be refreshing to hear it again. I was just watching Beato's video uh, about it, actually. Um, I love his video about this song where Rick Beato breaks down the recording and talks a lot about the story and isolates different tracks and all of that. I really enjoy that. And I do love the story of how the song came to be, but I'm just, you know, I'm just not a particular fan of it, uh, in general. And so, you know, I guess, I guess I'm going to just green light it just because I understand that it's his biggest song. Probably, but it's a very light green light. In fact, I started to give it the, um, I started to give it the every breath you take treatment. But uh, it's I not worthy wanna, of the every breath it, you it's take. It's not. Treatment. It's not near ubiquitous enough for that. No. So there we. So I guess that means that. Uh, oh, sorry, Ben. Well, I was just gonna say it. It kind of. Uh, I, I would think that it's the the song that Petty fans feel like, uh, you know, Zeppelin fans would feel like Stairway. Sure. You know, this is a great song. Everyone loves this song, but I've heard it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it forwards and backwards. Um, well, I'm never going to click it to listen to it, like you no. said. And I'm probably going to skip it if it comes upon Shuffle. But, you know, there comes a point where, you know, we've talked about it already several times that we have to try to our best to remove our personal feelings from some of these and just look at objectively because our goal here is to, you know, you have a friend who's never heard of Tom Petty. So what five songs are you going to give them? So it has to be free falling is going to have to be one of them. Right. And, and it's not your, you know, no, it's not about our five favorites favorite, either, which yeah. this would yeah. not be, I think on any of our five favorite, it Tom would Petty not be, no, but it isn't, but it is a Tom Petty essential track. And that's why yeah. it needs. To Absolutely. Okay. I agree and for many people. It's the, uh, Thomas Earl Petty entryway drug. So yeah. I think that yeah. <laughs> has to put it on the list. Let's get to the point. Let's roll another free fallen. <laughs> Sorry, that, right. was, that was that was meta, wasn't it? Yeah, not <laughs> not good, buddy. Not that good. Was, that was a, that was a little meta. For... <laughs> All right, sorry. All right, that's free Fallen's on the list. That's our first essential track. All right, Ben, what you got? Yay. No, Mr. Jacob is next. Oh, sorry, you're right. Sorry, Mr. Jacob. It's okay. It is all good. I think I have another automatic green light here. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. American Girl from their uh, from their third album, Damn the Torpedoes. No, no, no. First album. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. First album. Love the song. Uh, 
one of my very favorite songs. If I've got the rock radio on and I hear that opening, I get excited every time I hear it. Yeah, I that love octave, it. that octave D it. note played on the yeah, telecaster. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to the song. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I, I love the song. Um, funny enough, that that song, uh, it didn't even hit the Hot 100. It didn't chart. No, that's correct. Did not. Um, but Lyric- now it's. I mean, part of his canon. Like it's. It's. It's as Tom Petty as anything else. I bet if he released it, if it wasn't on that first album, I bet it would have charted. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and if you know the story, you know of behind the first, the first album, album yeah. and John Scott, uh, who got involved with promotion when he found uh, a copy of the album, it wasn't getting much airplay, and believed in it, and and helped promote them and helped um, get them to an audience. Um, yeah, it's 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 a product of the time. Uh, I love the story of of uh, was that a green light band? Yeah, I'm going to green light it. Uh, I, I love the story of Roger McGuinn <laughs> driving around and American Girl comes on the radio and he thinks, when did I record this? Um, it's it, it's it's great. Um, I've made my list and I had you know twelve or so songs on it and I only checked four of them because I can't decide what the fifth is. And actually, American Girl is not one of the ones I checked. Um, I, I'm I'm worried that something is going to get left off, but I'm going to go ahead and greenlight American Girl. Right, so three green cents down to me. I I think t- American Girl is one of Tom Petty's best songs. Obviously, I like everyone was saying the way they did things with the octave D notes to open the song because they didn't have a 12 string when they recorded. So Mike Campbell did that to emulate the sound of a 12 string guitar. Of course, obviously 12 string guitars would become a staple of their sound as we move along and move forward. So this is kind of a, a little uh, entryway into the 12 string sound and that sort of thing. Uh, it does live on. I'm going to green light it also, and it's going to go on the list. All right. And, we're in not, free following American mention- girl. Not to mention that those two songs are also lyrically in a very similar vein. You're right. She was an American girl raised on promises. She couldn't help but think there was a little more life, a little more to life somewhere else. And then you have, she's a good girl, loves her mama, et cetera, et cetera. Very similar. It's very, both of those songs are very, very American. And I, I mean, they have yeah, references like, to America in the songs. You've got 441, the highway, Florida in American girl. And then, uh, Ventura Boulevard and the and uh, Free Fallen and it, they're just very American songs to me and they're an Amer- they're the American rock band maybe the Eagles but we won't talk about that but I mean I, that's yeah, a debate we've had before we have had that debate and, and I, I do want to say also that uh, we have now greenlighted Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers number one streamed song on Spotify and Tom Petty solo number one streamed song this one has. 281 million streams, American Girl. So it's number one, not by a, not by a large margin, but it is it is number one for them. So um, I think we have two, overall, two very easy choices here to begin with. All right, Ben. Well, I'm going to choose a song off his greatest album, and that's his, uh, his greatest hits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that is Mary Jane's Last Dance. Um, another song that came out while I was in high school and 
the music video was so memorable. It has one of my very favorite lyrics of all time. It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone. I hit the last number. I walked to the road. That's <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Petty. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I think that this song kind of it kind of introduced Petty to a to a different generation. It's sure. so strange to have a song like this on a greatest hits album, and that song be the one that people remember from the album after it's released. But yeah, um, yeah. They did uh, two two songs. It was very common back then when you put out a greatest hits to put a couple of new songs on it to get people to buy it. Uh, that's a record company thing, not a Tom Petty thing, by the way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Definitely not something he would have been behind. But they did a cover of Thunderclap Newman, Something in the Air, and then this song originally called Indiana Girl. And mm-hmm. it was, I, I can't describe to you how strange it was. Uh, was that 93? Yes. Mary Jane was released right on Christmas Day of 1993. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking of listening to it, uh, you know, in the, in the spring of, of 94 in particular, and how there's a lot of things going on on 90s radio at that time, but none of them sounded like this, and yet here it was. And uh, the I did not hear it seven times because the first time I saw it, it was not yet released. But I did hear it six times and listened to the entire audience sing along six different times for for this, which was as great a Tom Petty experience uh, as Free Fallen was. And it's a better song, and it it's a no question green light for me. Yeah, and I'm going to echo a lot of those sentiments. Like I said, released on Christmas Day of '93, it spent 20 weeks on the charts and peaked in the spring, like you were saying, of '94. Peaked at number 14 on the Hot 100. On March 19th of 1994 was when it it peaked on the Hot 100. So that would have been right around the time you were talking about. Uh, I'm going to suggest, I've done this before with in the previous episode, where we kind of have two songs that are right next to each other with I Want to Hold Your Hand and She Loves You. I think we should take one of You Don't Know How It Feels or Mary Jane's Last Dance, but not both of them. And I think Mary Jane's Last Dance is the right choice for this list. So I'm going to also green light uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Wow. I was going to suggest... You don't know how it feels uh, the next time around. That's a tough one. Um, Mid nineties, petty. I think we should take one of of the two for yeah, for ninety four, ninety five. But we can't necessarily say, okay, this is mid nineties petty because what about something else on Wildflowers that needs to be added to the list as well? Let's go with the similarity of of having the harmonica in both. Um, even though you don't know how it feels is more stripped down and. Um, Mary Jane's Last Dance is a little harder hitting. Um, I tend to do think I, I do tend to think of them as similar. I'm not necessarily saying that I I wouldn't consider you don't know how it feels, but I'm not going to let huh. that sway what I think about Mary Jane's Last Dance. Well, I mean, I, I've certainly never thought of them as similar. I just want to say that I don't oh, think we should I mean, close we we shouldn't close the door on Wallflowers the album. I, you know, I understand what you're saying though. I do like this song. Uh, a whole lot and we love this song we played in our band um it is just a rock and roll song you know it's actually one of stan lynch's it's kind of his last hurrah with the band yeah it is um stan lynch the original drummer was with them from the beginning up until that point roughly i think it was 94 when he left something yeah to that he effect. left after greatest hits so and yeah, that was his last hurrah and i think that his drumming 
really make sense for this song. The drummer who came after is more of a in the pocket, really on top of things, on top of the beat, whereas Stan Lynch was a bit lazier at times. So the whole song really just works, and I'm glad that I'm glad that it snuck on somewhere. I don't know if it would have fit on an album, but uh, it, in greatest hits, so I appreciate that we have it. Yeah, I'm going to give it this, a green um, light. Uh, right. I also take the opportunity to shout out the great producer Rick Rubin, who worked on this song with Tom. Um, of course, at the time he was. I think he was just done working with the Beastie Boys and Public mm-hmm. Enemy and Hello Cool J. Just one of the all-time great American record producers. Yeah. Um, founder of Def Jam. Um, super versatile. He's just done so much, so many cool albums and songs. You know, he's worked with the Chili Peppers, Weezer, Johnny Cash, the Dixie Chicks. Oh, sorry, the Chicks. Um, <laughs> Metallica, Danzig. <laughs> like he's just, he's just such an interesting guy. Um, and a phenomenal so, beard. Yeah, yeah, one of the all-time all-time beards. <laughs> one of the there. all-time beards. <laughs> yeah, he would sure. he would go on to produce Tom Petty's Wallflowers and he would also collaborate with Johnny Cash has been said, but along with Tom Petty at the same time. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Rick Rubin has been in a lot of weird but, places you wouldn't expect. That's true. Since we've greenlit this through we've now all greenlit Mary Jane's Last Dance, I want to f- further kind of explain my reasoning between behind coupling this with you don't know how it feels you don't know how it feels peaked at 13 on the charts just one year after mary jane was released so they're right after one another um they had similar chart success similar time frame i'm sure they were on the radio overlap you know they you'd hear both on the radio from time to time that's why i coupled them together not necessarily for their sound although like was mentioned they do both have a harmonica in so that was kind of my reasoning behind wanting to take one, but not both. So once around the table and we've got uh, three selections already, Free Fallen, American Girl, and Mary Jane's Last Dance. So we're back around to me. And I would like to suggest what I think is the greatest song Tom Petty ever wrote from Hard Promises <laughs> called The Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you really going to go back and continue to stand the waiting? I mean, I'll be happy to suggest another song, but the waiting needs to be on this list. <laughs> the waiting will probably make the list, but there are others um, that need to be mentioned. And yeah, so passing. I think it's necessary to. Um, we, no, we've already got free is the hardest part. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And, and the first time, incidentally, again, due to my backstory, the first time I ever heard the waiting was when I heard it played live. In 1992, that's the first time I ever heard that song. I was like, "This is a great song," and that's when you know when it was introduced to me. Um, I think it's necessary to mention um, because of its place and importance in Tom Petty's life and when he wrote it, and how popular and enduring it has been, and uh, and and just everything uh, about it, it. We need to mention "I Won't Back Down." That mm-hmm. that has to be considered for the list. So I'll. If we're if we're not yet ready to green light um, the waiting, then I'll I'll mention I won't back down. Yeah, uh, that's a great uh, great selection. It's been in all kinds of pop culture, as you mentioned. One of the first times I remember hearing it uh, in a pop culture uh, in pop culture prominence, if you could call it prominence, is when I was a kid 
and it was on the movie for back back in the barnyard back at the barnyard are you familiar with that cartoon cow movie the the barnyard back in the barnyard is that what i thought it was just called the barnyard i think i know what you're talking about (laughs) the the barnyard ben and i have no idea what you're talking about it's back at the barnyard i have verified um but at the end of that movie one of the cgi cows sings i won't back down so that was one of my (laughs) one of my early Memories of uh, hearing I won't back down in pop you culture. You can stand me up at the slaughterhouse, but I <laughs> won't back down. I won't back down. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, a, that's a pretty... Um, pretty deep cutted pop culture <laughs> reference, but I'm glad Jacob at least remembers that that existed. And I, that wasn't a fever dream from my youth, but uh, I'm going to yell a light. I won't back down for now. Uh, I, I think it's worthy of consideration for sure. And definitely worthy to go on the playlist. In a world that keeps on milking me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Utterly fantastic. Someone's going to have a beef with us about this. Yes, they will. Someone's going to have a cow for sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bunch of bull. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, Ben, what you got? Or Jacob? Sorry. I can't get the order right. It's you, Joel. I yellow lit it already. Oh, but we all all need to vote. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We must vote. I, again, I'm not feeling the need to make a declarative statement. It's already been yellow well, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you literally did this exact same thing in just I, the last episode. I need you to prove it because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> Since you produced it, I thought you would have listened to it. But... I, I just don't recall what you're talking about. <laughs> you made Dad vote on a Beatles song after it had already been yellow lit. You made him do it. Which one? I don't remember which one it was. Just vote. Just vote. It did happen. Yellow. I'll, okay, thank you. Ben, did you have a vote? I'm also going to yellow vote it, even though I, when I was coming up with my five, I put this in the five and I took it out and I put it back in and I took it out. It, so it's yeah. it's right on that edge there, but um, I, I'm going to yellow it for that reason. How confident are we that the five songs are going to be of the first eight that we throw out there? Do you think I'm going to get a third offering? Probably not. Well, I don't know. Let's uh, let's spin we'll the see. Wheel. I'm on the off chance. I don't think this is going to make the cut, but I think it'd be a beautiful way to bookend a five essential tracks, considering the uh, value and the emotional significance that Tom Petty has on not just our lives, but a ton of people's lives after he passed to go back from echo and listen to room at the top is a emotional experience with Tom Petty. Now I'm going to offer, offer that up, not because it had great chart success, but because of its emotional hold that it has knowing how Tom Petty died and how he died trying to tour and fighting through for his fans. I'm going to say room at the top. That's going to be my thing. Vote as you please. <laughs> Very you know, interestingly, now Room at the Top has been featured both in five essential tracks and, and deep and, and deep. deep petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I have a hard time with that one. I I love I love Echo, 
Um, I love the first track off of it. Um, I, I don't know if I would package that to someone that wasn't familiar with Petty. Perfectly reasonable. I deeply I love it. Like it's, I don't I find question it's a it. personal, personal love. Like I just, uh, it, me, that song means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, so I think I have to yellow light it, even though, you know, I got to put my personal feelings aside on the song. No, that's perfectly fine. Like I said, I don't think that it's going to make the list, but I did want it in the playlist. I did want it mentioned because of what the song means to Tom Petty fans. That's my process. And I didn't know that we would have another pick, so I wanted to mention it. I agree with everything that Ben said. It's That song is, well, what both of you said, because it is an emotional experience for me. It's a song that's very personal to me. It has personal meanings to me. It's a beautiful song. A great song. It is. I can't say enough about how great it is, but I, I yeah. agree with Ben that it doesn't belong on this particular list. That's fine. I won't but, fight I mean, you on it. It is going on to our playlist, though, so it, it will be in there because we mentioned it. Love the song, but Yellow Light. Yeah, I'd yellow it, too. Okay, that's fine. I, I It's fully what I expected when I offered it, so... You just, I no understand you, you just wanted to throw it out there so it would get, it would get mentioned and discussed because yeah. of how great it is. I agree. Because, because of the emotional significance that it has to, like I said, every petty fan, honestly, <laughs> that song is, is very emotional to listen to. Yeah. So that, that's all I had. So I knew that'd be quick. So we can, we can move on. No more discussion on that. I want to try for us to switch gears a little bit here because we've got, we've got, uh, We've got Mary Jane here. It's a hard rock song. We've got American Girl. That's also a rock and roll song. We've got Free Fallen. Uh, I want to go to Wildflowers, and I want to see if we can... Uh, maybe this is kind of doing the same thing as Joel is, but I think it, it maybe it deserves a place on the list. Crawling back to you from Wildflowers. It gives, it, gives, you, a, gives you a different feel than than what we've had previously. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. That's, a, that's another emotional um, song as well. Of the songs on that album, um, I don't think that would be the first one I would put forward, even though it's another song that I, I, I love. Like it's, it's very, uh, very special to me. I, th I think I would, I would suggest the title track before, um, with the uh, with the capoed up, um, yeah, you, you know, I I think I think I would have to go with the title track over that one. I know that's not the game here. We're voting on yours, the song you put forward. But um, if we're picking a song off that album, I think it's either got to be "You Don't Know How It Feels" or "Wildflowers," or "You Wreck Me." Or you wreck me, yeah. But I, I thought it's, about it's wreck, you wreck me, but it's too—it's kind of too similar in that it's another rock and roll song. You know, I have—I have to confess that it, it was a, an oversight for me because I had—I had a list I made, and Wildflowers was there. I'm not looking at the list right right this second, so you know, I had Wildflowers on there. I probably should have—I should have said it because you're right. I think actually, I might like to rescind my. I might like to rescind my selection and, and, and maybe say Wallflowers instead. Well, Crawling Back if to it, You is a fan favorite. Everybody that is a fan 
is very fond of Crawling Back to You, and as well it should be. It's a great song. It's probably in my top 10 favorite Tom Petty songs. And in fact, perhaps my two favorite songs from Wildflowers are the last two, Crawling Back to You and Wake Up Time. Oh, but, that Wake Up Time is another uh, emotional you know, ballad. The, you're right. That's really not the game here. Um, if you want to go back and say Wildflowers, it's, a, it's an excellent it's an excellent idea. I would yellow light it though. Yeah, I, I won't speak too much. I agree with everything y'all have said. I, I would also go with, I, I personally don't think Wildflower should go on this list either, but um, I I would put that over Crawling Back to You. Although, like y'all said, I do love Crawling Back to You. I'm going to yellow light it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, throw yeah. one out there. Well, I, I think we should consider um a song off of damn the torpedoes yes um, we should and i'm going to put forward refugee although we can discuss don't do me like that as well i believe those were the first two singles yes that's correct um, as i said before it's my favorite heartbreakers album um but it's also it, it's an album that I think needs to be featured on five essential tracks yep. as it was an essential album for him. I agree. So, um, so I'll put those two out there. Um, and I guess let me put forward refugee. We'll go with refugee and let's vote on that. And then we can discuss the other down the line. Yeah. So refugee. Okay. We're talking about, we're talking about Damn the Torpedoes, uh, the Heartbreakers' best album. Um, the the story the story about you know how it almost didn't get released, how they had to hide the tapes. All of that is great, you know, because of the lawsuits and everything. It, it's full of fantastic songs. Here comes my girl is on there too. Classic. Even the losers. That's you a know, great one too. Th- that's a that is a quintessential Tom Petty song. And one of my personal favorites that I put out on our deeper Petty shadow of doubt complex kid. It's a great album, but you cannot have this list and not have refugee on it. It's a green light somewhere. Somebody must've kicked you around some who knows. Maybe you were kidnapped, tied up, taken away and held for ransom. Come on, (laughs) come on green light. I agree with what you said. I'm glad you gave a shout out to Shadow of a Doubt, a complex kid, because I also love that song. I also like Louisiana Rain quite a bit, which wraps up Damn the Torpedoes. Absolutely. I'm going to also green light Refugee. I think it goes on the list. I think think there are too many songs on this album that could go on this list. Don't do me like that could be on this list. Even the losers could be on this list, in my opinion. And personally, I like it. Well, and again, as we've, we, this is not how this is supposed to work, but I, I think I might kind of like even the losers better for this, but I think I would be happy to go along with, with whatever, as long as we get a song from this album. That's kind of how I feel. So I'm happy to green a lot refugee as well. Well, Yay. the only two songs that charted from this album are are Refugee and Don't Do Me Like That. Don't Do Me Like That was a bigger hit than Refugee was, but they were, I mean, very similar. 
So I think it, I think it's a good choice. I, we got four out of five. All right. Free also, fall Mary Jane's last dance refugee and American girl. And we're back to me. Um, so I would like to go ahead and put forth what I think is the best Tom Petty song <laughs> that, that he ever wrote. <laughs> it's called the freaking waiting. <laughs> Look, here's the problem. We can't, are we going to put the, I, I, but I mean, I agree with you, by the way. I really love that song. But for the sake, I'm always going to champion this. For the sake of of diversifying the sounds that we, that we package together here to show what Tom Petty is about across the spectrum as best as we can, does it make sense to put The Waiting while we have The Refugee, while we have American Girl, two early-ish songs? It, it does to me. I mean, I'm not going to suggest, seriously suggest anything for this list, although there's a lot that I like, post-Wildflowers. I mean, Echo is one of my favorite albums, but I don't think there is a new to Tom Petty, introduced to him selection from that album, even though some yes. of my favorite songs are on that album. I, I, I think that the only other... There, there, there. Okay, there's only three other considerations in my opinion. All right, if it's if it's not the waiting, and my opinion is there's only three other possibilities. Well, and give they us are, one of them. They give are, us one. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't really do that. Uh, sure, you can. <laughs> give it. And you give must. us. Give us three. I don't care. It's okay, sort of what well, we're doing. Let, let me just <laughs> let me just throw the what I'm saying is the 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 three out there. One of them is running down a dream, and I don't think we're going to vote for running down a dream because we've got free fallen and we were wishy washy on I won't back down. Even though that's the other song that he played every single time I saw him, and it's fantastic. Um, another is don't come around here no more because it's don't come around here no more. But is it really representative of Tom Petty? Not really. No. It's Tom Petty and Dave Stewart. It's the Eurythmics and the Heartbreakers. But a uh, great music video. It, a fantastic it is a, it is. music it's video. A, it is. is a fantastic song, too. And, and a great song. And uh, a great concert experience in 1993, might I add. Um, and then the only other one, I think, is Breakdown. And Breakdown has to be considered. Um, so to me, those are the three outside well, you're missing of the one. You're missing one. Okay, which one am I missing? You're missing their biggest chart hit. Is it representative of the Heartbreakers? Maybe not. But you do get to throw in his friendship with Stevie Nicks in there with Stop Dragging My Heart Around, their biggest chart charting song. Peaked at number three and spent 21 weeks on the chart. Simply didn't consider it because it is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Stevie Nicks. I okay. considered it. It never, it never entered my mind, but that that's not a bad choice. It's it's their also, biggest charting song. That's that's around that's Hard Promises ish days, isn't it? Or was it on Hard Promises? Uh, no, no, it wasn't on the Tom Petty album. But it, that was that the time period it was around. I think right it was in that released. Range. Okay. It was released in July of eighty one. Yeah. So we've kind of gotten off. We've kind of gotten off the rails here. Uh, it's it is. This is really tough here at the end to see because I'm going to go back and advocate for Wallflowers because we need something. We need acoustic. We need we need something that's different from all the other songs we've selected. Uh, the, we'll talk about the '90s. Uh, this song, Wildflowers, is on lots of compilations of great '90s songs, '90s acoustic songs, etc. And so, for 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 diversification alone, I will continue to champion Wildflowers. 
I hear you. I consider I'm going to go ahead and consider Free Fall to be an acoustic song. Me too. So. And and I think if we're going to talk about what is the heartbreaker sound, it's rock and roll. <laughs> so but we're not talking about I, just the heartbreaker. I don't mind it about... not being diversified. And we're talking about rock wild, songs. I love wildflowers, but it's a red light. Oh, vicious. He's vetoed wildflowers. Well, I'm going to I'm going to red light the waiting. No, there's oh, no. no, there's no, there's no petty red lighting. <laughs> well, this is, well, Tom, Josh just petty red lit. He, he red lit a Tom Petty song. Yes. To petty red lit. I'm going to say zombie zoo. And what are you going to do? <laughs> I'll red light that one too. I'll red light zombie zoo. <laughs> uh, you, you can't, you simply cannot put wildflowers ahead of the waiting or I won't back down or break down or don't come around here no more. It's one of those. Or stop dragging my heart around. I listen, I could be persuaded. I I think the waiting is probably his best song. I'm going to change my vote to a green. Although I do did want to mention stop dragging my heart around just because we do need to talk about his friendship with Stevie Nicks and all that good stuff. And it's a great duet. It was their biggest chart song. So I did want to mention it, but I, I think the waiting is the fifth song on the list. So I'm changing you, my vote to a green on that. But you know, I mean, we're not just talking about heartbreakers though. You understand we're talking about Tom Petty as well. Which is why Free Fallen about... and Mary Jane's Last Dance is on the list. Well, Mary Jane is. Mary on Jane oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But Free Fallen is a is a petty solo, right? So it's on the list. Well, the waiting already has my green. It's just Jacob now. Can we pressure him into greeting and completing our list? Y'all just skipped over the fact that I gave it the red light. You did not red light the waiting out of pure pettiness. I know you would never do such a thing in your heart of hearts. Well, I am, but I just, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can give it a green light. And fine. If you want to, if we're going to get rid of wildflowers, then why don't we consider I won't back down? I, I think the waiting is a better song. It's not about whether it's a better song. It's about, our friend doesn't know who Tom Petty is at all. Never heard Tom Petty ever. What which five songs why, can we give them? Which is why you give him the waiting for the reasons Dad has suggested earlier. He completely we, changed my mind on it. I'm going to be honest. We have given them American Girl. We have given them Mary Jane. We have given them Free Fallen. And we have given them Refugee, have we not? Yes. Are we going to give them another rock song, The Waiting? To go along with Refugee and Mary it's Jane not, and American Girl? Uh, it's not really a rock song. It's it's a mid-tempo number. So is Refugee. Well, that's not what you said, though. You said rock song. Well, you know what I mean. I'm just saying that as a general statement. So have we agreed that it's either The Waiting or, or uh, I Won't Back Down? Is that where we're at? Ben, what are you thinking? I think I'm going to use my red light on I won't back down. Oh, oh because because <laughs> it's right after free falling on that album. And I, I just I I think it we need to diversify a little bit. Like I think uh, that's fair. I think one song from Full Moon Fever represents the album. Um and if I'm giving someone five tracks, I don't think I'm giving two songs that are back to back on a great album, but I, 
I think I want to mix it up a little bit. So just we're so we're bullying clear, bullying Jacob. Just so we're clear, everybody's red light is fine, but mine is that what I'm understanding? No. Well, you. <laughs> I just want to just say are, yes are or you, no. Does my red you, light matter? Or are not? you seriously? Are you serious? Was that a serious me? comment? I'm just asking a question. I if am you were too. Ser- were you serious <laughs> about that? I am serious about pumping the brakes on on the waiting. Yes, I can't. I'm not giving it a green light yet. But well, no, that's not the question. The question <laughs> did was: it? Did you did you seriously red light the waiting? <laughs> well, my thing was that Ben gave it a red light, g- gave the red light to I won't back down, and was accepted face value. But you guys skipped over me and assumed that I was kidding. Uh, we because you you said it in a way such that it sounded a lot like you were kidding. <laughs> you didn't give a reason. He gave a reason. If you want to red light the waiting, we will accept it. We will move on. I have spent time giving the reason. I think the waiting is too similar to American Girl and to Refugee to be on our list of five. It's red lit. So we now we now have red lit wildflowers. I I understand. I understand. I won't back down and the waiting. I understand (laughs) that it might have been that seemed to be that I was just giving a retort. Oh, I'll red light that. So maybe I was joking, but but now I am serious. I think that right. we can't, we shouldn't consider it. It's too similar on this list of five. Ouch. As much right. as I love so, the song, I really think it's a great song. So listen, the answer now is stop dragging my heart around. Let's green light it and move on. It was their chart, their biggest charting song. I think The Wedding was a better choice, but it stopped dragging my heart around. Let's be done. <laughs> well, can we all, can we first consider, um, into the great wide open the album not the song um although we could consider the song we My haven't really album. well we haven't really talked about learning to fly um mm. yeah huge song it's uh you know billboard said it was his Salisbury hill um mm-hmm. oh that's that's cool soaring production um enigmatic lyrics I feel like we don't have to represent this album, but if we if we do, this should probably be the song that you know that makes it. That is that is so great that you mentioned that. I, to be honest, I am not in the habit of thinking about that song because I know that it's something that um, it's a very sensitive thing for Josh. That song, so I don't usually think about it, you know. But I, I do think, in the context of of this, I think it would be a wonderful addition, in my opinion. So, um, for those that haven't heard before, I'll be brief. Uh, Learning to Fly was a song that a classmate of mine from high school that she liked. And just a, just a couple of months after we graduated, two of my classmates, including her, were killed in a car wreck. And I vowed at that time that I would never listen to Learning to Fly again, except in concert. And I have stuck with that. I did hear Tom Petty play it more than once after that. And I was crying each time, <clears throat> but now I will, I will not listen to it. Um, however, it is a wonderful composition with a fantastic Mike Campbell guitar solo. And mm-hmm. um, as annoyed as I am that the waiting wasn't an immediate green light, um, <laughs> and I will continue to be annoyed by that, Yay, until I am dead. <laughs> Learning to fly is a great idea. It's a green light. Green light. 100%. Okay. 
Well, I mean, I think that's a better song than Stop Dragging My Heart Around. I'm glad we mentioned Stevie Nicks. She's worthy of mentioning alongside Tom Petty, but I'll also agree that Learning to Fly. Oh, yeah. Peaked at 28, released in the summer of 1991. A lot of 90s Petty here, but, you know, that's a new generation. That's kind of the Petty that you guys kind of knew were contemporaries with, you know, in the 90s. So that's interesting how that works. So I, I think that's a good list. We've got Free Fallen. We've got American Girl. We've got Mary Jane's Last Dance. We've got Learning to Fly and Refugee. I think that's pretty good, guys. It's not yeah, bad. It's pretty good. Pretty I, good. I think it's, worse. I think it's more than good. I think that this is, I think it's a wonderful representation of, of who Tom Petty is. You know, just trying to pull us back to the reason we're here. I think uh, it was uh, certainly contentious, uh, no doubt. But I think this is a, I, I think it's a very good list. Well, I should just point out that I think the very best song that Tom Petty ever wrote was called <laughs> The Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this will work. Um, if, if I'm Join nitpicking, us next I would. Time on six essential tracks. i would pick the waiting over refugee but i'm not going to quibble it's a good list i think it does what it needs to do i you know i would pick i would pick the waiting over refugee as well but you know the refugee was kind of couched as you know we need to get something off of damn the torpedoes which i which i agree but anyway it's already it is what it is it is what it is of the list I want Those to say a special thanks to uh, Canadian Ben for being the the peacemaker coming in at the end with a song that, as I said, I, I almost never think of, but it's a perfect song. It's a perfect song to end that. You know, you call him the peacemaker, but I'm the only one who didn't use a red light in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it to the Canadian to come in and smooth things over, eh? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a great a great suggestion, and I, I like I, I like I like that you did it, and I'm actually really glad that we we greenlit it. Though I won't I be listening too. to it, um, I will once again, as I do from time to time, think of my high school classmate Jamie, and um, that that's a nice thing to do from time to time. So, free fallen. Mary Jane's Last Dance, Refugee, American Girl, and Learning to Fly. We'll return next time where we're going to talk to you about the man in black. Until then, I'm Josh. I'm Ben. I'm Joel. I'm Jacob. And you've just heard the five essential tracks for Tom Petty. Thank you for joining us for Five Essential Tracks, another podcast from Breh Productions. You can now listen and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to rate us and leave a review. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Five Essential Tracks for show updates and links to our episode companion playlists on Spotify. As Josh said, Join us in a couple of weeks for a discussion of the five essential tracks for The Man in Black, Johnny Cash.